This is The Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. This week, I invited my friend Sherry Barksdale, who's a writer and fan of the Public Speaker podcast, to write this week's episode. To me, Valentine's Day is about taking a risk for someone you love. And that's exactly what Sherry did. This episode is brought to you by a new sponsor, Shutterstock. I'm very excited because with all the presentations that I make, I'm always looking for the perfect image, and I use Shutterstock. Shutterstock has over 20 million high-quality stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and video clips, but the best part is that they add 10,000 images every day, so you'll always find something new. I love their search function. You can search by subject or color, even by emotion. Today I searched for risk-taking, and they had this great high-quality image of someone taking, or at least trying to take, a piece of cheese from a mousetrap. It was a great image, and I love images like that to be able to incorporate into my presentations. Shutterstock also has flexible pricing. You can choose individual image packs or a monthly subscription, and you can download any image in any size and pay only one price. You can try Shutterstock today by signing up for a free account. You don't need a credit card. You can just start the account and begin using Shutterstock by saving the images to your lightbox. And then when you decide to make a purchase, use the offer code LISA2, that's L-I-S-A-2, and then you'll receive 30% off any package that you purchase. That's Shutterstock.com, and use the offer code LISA2. Here's Sherry's story. Last November, my parents celebrated their golden wedding anniversary. That's 50 years of marriage. We planned a party and invited about 150 guests. On one of our planning calls, I was asked to emcee the party. I wanted to make excuses and say no, but instead, I said yes. I thought a little bit about what I would say in advance, but I really didn't start thinking about my actual words until a few days before the party. I sat down late one night with my laptop to work it out, and the first place I went to was Quick and Dirty Tips' website for the Public Speaker podcast. I've worked with Lisa on some writing projects in the past, and I've read most of her articles and listened to her podcasts and I knew she was the resource that I needed. Spoiler alert, the party was a big success, and my part as the MC went smoothly and was well-received. Now that you know how it ends, I'll tell you how Lisa helped me get there. I sat in my parents' basement staring at a blank screen for a good 20 minutes. Then I remembered Lisa's episode on how to make a wedding toast. Lisa's first tip was simple, brainstorm. Share a memorable, upbeat story. I looked around the basement at the family pictures hanging on the walls. Before I knew it, stories I'd heard and fun memories came to mind. This was going to be fun. Using Lisa's tip about using the positive traits and the rule of three, I eventually came up with these words to start the toast. To our parents, on your golden anniversary, thank you for your deep commitment to each other, your devotion to our family and to God, and for your lifelong example of adventure, risk-taking, and living life to the fullest. We raise our glass to you as you celebrate a lifetime together. My parents both have a great sense of humor, so it was important to incorporate that into the speech as well. That's why, after the warm introduction, I went on to say, I always knew my parents were married sometime around Thanksgiving, but only discovered this week that they actually married on Thanksgiving Day. Who gets married on Thanksgiving? I paused and waited. That drew some laughs. In fact, someone in the audience yelled back at me, She wanted to marry a turkey. 
More laughs followed. I used this to transition into the story about my grandmother making Thanksgiving dinner for the entire wedding party. I threw in a few one-liners about being chosen to MC because I was the favorite, and how some of us weren't quite old enough to remember the 1960s. Because the tone was light and fun, some of my impromptu comments also drew laughs. From Lisa's podcast about humor, I knew how to pause at the right time and how to use that as a tool. I think if I'd just written down some funny lines and run through them quickly, they probably would have bombed. But I used the pauses and played off the audience, and it worked. My sister had researched some facts on the year my parents were married. My sister had researched some facts on the year my parents were married. We decided she should be the one to deliver them, and I didn't want the switch to be awkward, so I went straight to Lisa's episode, How to Present with Another Speaker, for help. But I must confess that we skipped over Lisa's tip to practice together. We did talk about how it would work, and I made sure she knew when to join me and what I would be doing while she spoke. We used the preview-review transition. See Lisa's article for that great tip. And it went smoothly. We used the same method to bring my mom and dad up to speak. Moving between speakers with smooth transitions helped keep the audience interest and attention. I considered writing out what I wanted to say and reading it, but after reading Lisa's article, Read, Memorize, or Use Notes, I knew this was a bad idea and I would lose the audience right from the start. According to the article, memorizing is risky too because your delivery will likely be rote, monotone, or impersonal. So I did exactly what Lisa suggested. I practiced. I practiced before I went to bed. The next morning, I practiced in the shower while drying my hair and on the deck with a cup of coffee. I'd recited the toast I'd written to each of my siblings. Because I wasn't reading, I could make eye contact and focus on my body language. Because I didn't memorize, I could ad-lib a little and change things based on the audience's reaction. I didn't get nervous about speaking to 150 people until I walked into the room. I remembered what I'd read in Lisa's articles about overcoming speaker nervousness. Nervous energy is a good thing. Nervous energy is a good thing. I stood at the podium for a few minutes and visualized how my speech would go. Once people started arriving, I used my nervous energy to actively socialize and introduce myself to the guests. As I waited for the signal that it was time to start, I took a few deep breaths, closed my eyes for a brief second, and then it was time. I'm so glad that Sherry volunteered to share her story with me and with you, the listeners. Next time, I'll just have to get her to record the episode herself. That'll be her next challenge in public speaking. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker, passionate about communication. Your success is my business. If you haven't signed up for your chance to win an Apple iPod Mini, what are you waiting for? Just visit smarttalksuccess.com. While you're there, you can test your communication IQ, or you can download an excerpt from my new book, Smart Talk. That's smarttalksuccess.com. This episode is brought to you by Shutterstock.com. With over 20 million high-quality stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and video clips, Shutterstock helps you take your creative projects to the next level. For 30% off your new account, go to Shutterstock.com and use the offer code LISA2. That's Shutterstock.com and use the code LISA2. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. 
You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>